Hello and welcome to episode 100. That's right, we're at triple digits. Thank you for listening and spreading the word so we could get to this point. Now, since we've made it so far and it's the end of the year, this seems like the perfect time to reflect and assess on what's working and what isn't. But here's the thing even though an end of the year wrap up lends itself nicely to that impulse, if you want to be effective in your role, This type of reflection needs to come throughout the year. If you don't, you're going to be constantly wasting your and your team's energy and time. Keep listening to find out why you need to take the time to reflect on a regular basis if your job and your life isn't where you want it to be. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkey the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. In the intro, I mentioned wasting energy. Now, I talk about energy a lot, so I just want to remind you that wasted energy is energy that you're using on things that aren't productive and don't help you achieve your goals and objective. And the thing is, when you use that energy on those things, it means you also can't use your energy on the things that might get you where you want to go. Why? Because you just used it for this other thing that had you taken the time to reflect, you might have realized it wasn't that important. And unless you've got a pretty robust self-care regimen, once that energy is gone, it's gone for the day. Wasted energy negatively impacts your well-being and can absolutely lead to burnout for you and your team members. If you're exhausted, I can guarantee that your energy isn't going where it should be. But the only way to change that is by understanding where your energy is going now and what systems aren't working. And that takes reflection. Now, you may be thinking, if I'm already overwhelmed by the chaos, Where the bleep am I going to find the time to reflect on that chaos? Excellent question. To do that, you're going to need to reframe some things for yourself. So let's start with time. Time is not your problem. Energy management is your problem. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that the status quo is not working for you. More specifically, the things you're thinking and doing are not giving you the results in the life you want right? So if continuing to go, go, go and do, do, do doesn't work, then there's no reason to worry that stopping for a few minutes will really impact the end results. If rushing around was going to get you out of this mess, wouldn't have already done that? In previous episodes, I mentioned the freedom of knowing that you'll never get caught up. If you have too much to reasonably get done, the only way to ever get beyond that is to do something different. And you can't do something different until you stop and reflect on what's not working. 
And this goes back to our many discussions about changing the stories that no longer work for you. The story you currently have is that working harder and faster is the only way to get caught up, but that doesn't work. It just leaves you feeling defeated and exhausted. So what's a new and better story that's going to help you get where you want to go? How about, in order for me and my team to be effective with our energy, we need to stop and assess where our energy is being wasted so we can make the changes to our habits and systems that will make us more effective. And you need to have this story in your back pocket, because as you'll also recall from past episodes, our subconscious never wants to do anything differently. And if you try, it's going to remind you that you need to keep hustling. That's when you have to whip out this new improved story and remind yourself that you're doing things differently now. Remember, you and your team operate on autopilot 95 to 99% of the time. That means you're automatically living out the stories you have through your beliefs and habits, even the beliefs and habits that are holding you back. You may wish and hope that today, this week, this semester will be different. But it won't be. It can't be. If you're still believing and doing the same things, your subconscious brain is going to win if it's left to its own devices. You have to actively change what's going on in there to get different results. So when you're smack dab in the middle of autopilot, feeling frustrated, exhausted, overwhelmed, that's exactly when you need to stop and reflect. You need to assess what is exactly wrong with this scenario that's causing you to feel this way. Whatever it is, there are habits and systems that are driving this situation, and you need to identify them so that you can change them. For example, let's say you're trying to get a project done by the end of the day. You've blocked off your schedule, but students and team members keep coming by and interrupting you. Now, I'm sure that's never happened to you before. (laughs) But in this situation, how do you feel? Frustrated? Angry? Anxious? Overwhelmed? That's a sign that you need to stop and reflect on what's really happening. But Anne, didn't you pay attention to your own hypothetical situation? I have to get this project done by the end of the day. Why would I take time out now? No, I did not forget the situation. But really, are you getting the project done? No, you're getting interrupted. So interrupting yourself isn't really going to change anything. And my guess is this is not an isolated situation, right? That means even if you happen to get this project done on time, the scenario is going to keep playing itself out over and over again. Your problem isn't getting this project done on time. Your problem is that you have habits and systems that get in the way of completing projects. If you want different results, you need better systems. So you stopping to reflect and assess the situation now is actually going to help you get this project done and future projects done more effectively. In this situation, what's really going on? What's getting in the way of your progress? And how does that make you feel? You have a project due today. So when did you get that project assigned to you? Maybe last week, but you had so many other things on your plate you couldn't get it done until today? Then one system you need to look at is the too many things on your plate. 
your current system is trying to get everything done, which is not working. So that may mean you need to look at what's on your plate and start cutting things or setting priorities. No, that's not what happened. Your supervisor just gave you this project this morning. Then perhaps the issue is that your supervisor has a habit of giving you things last minute. That is the broken system. But wait, Anne, how am I supposed to tell my supervisor to stop giving me things last minute? Last month, we talked about setting boundaries. If you haven't listened, I recommend doing so. But in a nutshell, boundaries allow you to be your best self. They aren't about controlling others. It's about finding what you need to do, what you need to have to be at your best. In this case, to do your best in the project, we'll say you need at least 48 hours to get things done. If that's the case, you can let your supervisor know that the current system, all this last minute business, isn't working. And that in the future, you're going to need at least 48 hours or whatever it is that you're going to realistically need to get any project back to them. Then when they give you something last minute again, and they definitely will, you remind them that that deadline isn't going to work for you and let them know when the earliest is that you can get it to them. Now, setting boundaries aren't as easy as just that because we haven't been taught to set them. And again, please listen to the two episodes we did in November on boundaries to help wrap your mind around this a little bit better. But whether or not you believe you can tell your supervisor that you need more time, the issue I'm really trying to drive home here is that it's the system that drives your day. And in this case, it's your supervisor system of assigning projects that doesn't work. So back to our example again. Let's talk about all those interruptions. Do you have an open door policy? Have you trained your folks and your students that they're welcome to stop by with questions or concerns whenever they like? That is a problem. Of course, you're not going to get anything done if you're constantly being interrupted. I've mentioned this before, but it takes on average 23 minutes to refocus after an interruption. That means even after that person has left your office, you're not back in your groove for 23 minutes. You're not going to get that project done very well in these conditions. So you need to think about what the ideal situation is for you to get projects done. And then you need to change your systems to match that scenario. What are better ways for students and staff to bring their concerns and questions to you? Can you set up more frequent one-on-ones and ask people to hold their questions till then? Can you make sure students are asking the appropriate staff member before coming directly to you? Can you require students to set up appointments? Remember, we train people how to treat us. You may want folks to know you're there for them, but if it comes to the expense of you being able to actually do your job, that doesn't work. I mean, if you're trying to get that project done and students or staff keep interrupting you, How attentive are you really going to be during these encounters? Sure, maybe the first few, you may still feel like you have time to do both. But at a certain point, you're going to go into panic mode. That means you're going to be less patient and less helpful. And once you go into the stress response, your ability to critically think and solve problems is going to diminish. So you need a better system. And through all of this, remember to reflect on how your talents are showing up 
your talents have developed their own habits and systems over the years. Sometimes it's just one talent doing XYZ, but other times it's about how your talents work together. You may know what your talent themes are, but that doesn't mean you always know how they show up and impact your work. That's why we always recommend you take a few minutes at the end of each day to assess how they're showing up for you. So for example, if I had a project to do, whether I got that project a month ago or this morning, I can guarantee my input will need to Google something. That can be helpful, but since my input mostly just wants to get more information, that can quickly get out of control. Or maybe you have woo. So when those people knock on your door, you can't just quickly answer their question. You also compulsively ask them how the rest of their life is going and or their plans for break. That can also get quickly out of control. And it doesn't mean that my woo, sorry, that doesn't mean that my input or your woo or your whatever are the problem. It means that the habits and systems they're using are no longer working for you. And you can only change them if you've reflected and assessed that. Now in this scenario, and all the situations you find frustrating, you're not gonna be able to stop and change the system right there. After all, these systems are deeply ingrained into your mind or the culture of your department. Stopping to assess will snap you out of autopilot so you can make some small changes in the moment. You can go, oh bleep, I need to move to a conference room so no one can find me so I can get this done. Now that's not the permanent solution, but it allows you to act in a way that's outside your current system and be more productive in the moment. If you stay on autopilot, you're going to stay where you are, get continually interrupted and not accomplish your goal, or at least not very well. That's why stopping to reflect, even if it seems like just kicking it into an even higher gear makes more sense, is what you need to do. When the project is done, you can start to make actual changes to the system so you can keep it from happening again. Next time, we'll go into what you can actually do to fix these habits and systems that are keeping you stuck. But remember, the first thing is becoming aware of what's getting in your way. And that absolutely means stopping and reflecting on the situation at hand more than just once a year. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track. So we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. 
Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 